with uh, Prime Minister Johnson's ascent, or selection, I should say, by, what is it, John, like 170,000 people? About 160, I think. I mean, that's like, you know, the Friday brunch crowd at the Ned, you know. It's the way the process works in the United Kingdom. You're selecting the leader of your party. Can people vote that don't own land? I, I mean, it's, it's like quaint. <laughs> if, you are a, if you are a member of the Conservative Party, you can <clears throat> vote. And oh, the membership okay. base is about 160,000. We go to an expert to give us some real perspective on this. We're thrilled that Catherine Barnard joins us with Cambridge University. She's truly provided value to surveillance in the nuances of this moment. Uh, Professor, what is the nuance for Boris Johnson literally in the next 48 hours? What's he need to do? <laughs> I don't I don't think Boris Johnson does nuance. He does big picture stuff. He does bold colors. Um, what he's good at is getting some uh, good people around him who can deliver on the things that he wants to do. But what he's got to do in the next uh, 48 hours is, first of all, to say um, he's got a big speech to give tomorrow where he's going to set out not just his priorities in respect of Brexit, but also his priorities in respect of um, a social policy, which he is very keen to pursue alongside. So he can show that there's a domestic agenda as well as a Brexit agenda. Is there a risk, Catherine, that some of the some of the MPs within the Conservative Party start to defect. Do you see that as a risk, an immediate risk, that this majority that the Prime Minister will be holding, a very, very slim majority held together by politicians in Northern Ireland, may fall apart quite quickly? Well, that's, that's the great fear for Boris Johnson, which is why there's much talk about the fact that there's likely to be a snap general election, some people say on the 24th of October. Um, but the problem then is if he goes for a snap general election before the 31st of October is that it will become a four-party race and the Brexit party will be able to hammer the Conservatives by saying you, the Conservatives, haven't, haven't delivered Brexit. And so some people say he might wait until the um, early spring. But the problem is it's really difficult to govern when you've got no majority that can really push your legislation through. He's got to get to October the 31st. Can he get there? Yeah. Well, of course, he can very easily get there because the default position is that uh, the UK crashes out of the EU without any deal on the 31st of October. Um, it is possible to extend that date, but that requires the unanimous agreement of the remaining EU um, states, the EU 27, and it's not clear that they would agree to an extension if one were asked for, um, if um, they think the UK is just playing for time because we're not actually doing anything concrete. It was always assumed that it was never a credible threat, a hard Brexit from the Prime Minister Theresa May was never a credible threat. Has it become somewhat more credible? with Prime Minister Boris Johnson, Catherine, going into these negotiations think, again with the Europeans? I think it has become a much more credible threat. There are people around, not just who are Boris Johnson supporters, who, who say that the chances of us having a no-deal Brexit now are up between 70 and 80 per cent. So um, I think the chances of a no-deal Brexit have gone up quite considerably. Uh, the planning has also increased in order to um, hit that date of the um, 31st of October. Yeah. But the fact is um, the Parliament voted last week um, over a very technical point in the Northern Ireland legislation to say, actually, we don't want Parliament to be prorogued. That's suspended. So it may be sending out a more complicated message. Right. That maybe we're not heading for a no-deal Brexit. What will be Prime Minister Johnson's complicated Irish message versus what we saw from Prime Minister May? 
Well, he's absolutely convinced that the Northern Ireland border problem can be sorted out by technology. And just to remind your listeners who may not be living and breathing the, the question of... That would be a few of us. We have, well, we have 42 <laughs> listeners, and I would say 44 of the 42 listeners are not living and breathing Brexit. So continue. <laughs> the Northern Ireland border issue is that at the moment there is no physical border between the north of Ireland and the south. Yeah. And if we leave the uh, European Union without a deal, um, it's inevitable that a border will, um, a physical border will re-emerge between the north and the south. And that goes directly contrary to the spirit of the Good Friday Agreement, which was that extraordinary agreement which led to significant peace in Northern Ireland. So the question is, how do you square the circle of us leaving the single market and the customs union, the key components of the EU, uh, while not reintroducing a hard border? And so Boris Johnson's answer to that is we can do it by, through the wonders of technology. The problem is lots of people say there is no technology that exists at the moment that doesn't rely on, for example, cameras, and cameras require infrastructure, and that becomes something like a physical border in Northern Ireland, and that's the real problem. Catherine, just to pick up on a line that was used in that acceptance speech from Boris Johnson just about an hour ago, deliver Brexit, unite the country, defeat Jeremy Corbyn, those three objectives, which one's the hardest? <laughs> <laughs> I, think they, I think they're all a star in terms of difficulty. I mean, delivering Brexit at one level, of course, is going to happen automatically on the 31st of October. So from one point of view, that will be the easiest. But of course, the 31st of October is a date and um, a hard Brexit is not actually an event, but it's a process. And it's what happens on the 31st of November and 31st of December and so forth that really becomes the issue. So actually, at one level, delivering Brexit is very easy. What's much more difficult will be delivering Brexit in a way that satisfies a very divided country. And so, in, in fact, one leads to another. In the, immediate, in the immediate term, he's got to unite the party, Tom. 4 p.m. London time, he will speak to the Tory rank-and-file MPs. So in around about three hours' time yeah. in the UK, he's got to sit down with the Tory rank-and-file yeah, MPs yeah. and try and unite them. Yes. Catherine, how does he do that today? Well, that, that's the relatively easy part because the rank and file, are certainly those who are members, voted overwhelmingly for a Boris Johnson uh, premiership. So that will bit will be the easy bit, and he will make a tub thumping speech saying um, that we will be leaving the EU on 31st of October and we will okay. become a great and glorious country. But it's all very good talking in adjectives and abstract nouns. It's actually delivering that. It's going to be damn sight harder. I mean, we got to remember that this guy's a guy who studied Greek and Greek. Uh, uh, Greek and Latin at, at Oxford. He's, you know, got a high fancy degree and all, all that. Professor, what is his prime ministerial uh, parallel? I mean, you know, he, he likes to be Disraeli and say he's a, a man of many seasons and many interests and he does this and he does that. Is there any previous Boris Johnson that's held the office? Well, I think he fancies uh, modeling himself on Winston Churchill. Um, who was also a man with a very large personality and a very large yeah. hinterland. Um, <clears throat> the question is whether he will have the dexterity of a Churchill to both deliver a Brexit that doesn't damage the country and also brings um, the public back together. Because at the moment, the country, like Parliament, is absolutely divided down the middle. And the, and the figures haven't changed dramatically. You'll remember on the 23rd of June, it was 52-48 um, in favour of leave. At the moment, it might be 52 
42, 48 in favour of Remain, but it's very difficult to tell. But the fact is the country is split and it's going to be a huge challenge for someone like Boris yeah. Johnson, who led the Leave campaign to really reach out to those Remainers. Yeah. Professor, thank you for your time with Bloomberg Surveillance. Thank you. Bernard, uh, at Cambridge and has just given us wonderful perspective. I love catching up with Catherine. Makes it's it great. very, very clear and easy to understand because the yeah. process in the United Kingdom is yeah. very complex and foreign to yes. so many people. And it's in English.